Hey, so glad you joined me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are learning how to be ready for eternity. How to make sure that you're going to live for the Father when you leave here. So let's acknowledge Jesus. He wants to teach us his way. He wants us to have revelation, knowledge, understanding of what is happening. So, Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are telling us things to come, that you're warning us ahead of time what is going to happen. We thank you and praise you that you are always here for us, that you're tangible, that you're an emotional being, and we just love you and praise you in your name. That's all we want to talk about today. Jesus is an emotional being. Jesus, if you didn't know, is God's only son, and God gave him to the world so that we can know who he is. We were made in the likeness of God. I want to read that to you in Genesis. So Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So if you didn't know your roots, you know them now. You were created in the likeness of God. He made you just like him. Male and female, he created us to be like him. So if you, if you didn't know, um, Genesis 1 tells of the creation of the world. God created the world. He created the world, and then he created us. Just like if you're going to have a baby, you create a world for them to come into. You get their bedroom ready. You get them new clothes. And they're not even here yet, and you've named them, if you know if you're going to have a boy or a girl, and um, God made that all possible, by the way. He made it possible that we can recreate, actually, in his likeness. And, and the cause of that is, of course, love. God loved us so much. He, he wanted a family so much that he created us. You want a family so much that you plan for that family. And so, yeah, we are made in the likeness of God, and he sent his one and only son to come and show us how much he loved us, to show us who he was. And, of course, Jesus came, and he said and did what the Father said and did. He came to show us the Father. He came, and and when he gave up his life for us, if you didn't know, he gave his life so you could have eternal life. So when you leave here, If you believe in him, then you get to go and live with him after this life here. This life here is temporary. When he gave his life, his spirit can now come and live on the inside of you. His spirit can live on the inside of you, and he can be tangible for you. He's a man made in the likeness of God. We're made in the likeness of God. He has emotions. He has feelings. He wants you to know that today. But when he comes in, I want you to know, when he comes and lives on the inside of you, then he abides there. And you can hear him. You can be with him all the time. When he came to the earth, then he, you could see him, feel him, and touch him. But when he left, his spirit now lives on the inside of us. And we can talk to him all the time. You can feel his emotions. He's going to share who he is with you. And the reason we're talking about that today is because many think that God is a religion. 
And God wants you to know that he's a person. He's not religious. And so when he was talking to me about that today, I said, God, well, you know, what is the point that you want to make? And he said, many people think they can choose a religion and, and they compare that to God. Like either I'm going to believe in God um, who created the world, or I'm going to believe this way and um, in Buddhism or, or whatever it is. They, they think they can make a choice on who their God is going to be. And he wants you to know if you choose anything other than him, there's no eternal life promised for you with him. There's no everlasting life. When you choose something other than God, you're not choosing God. Sure, God is a choice, but you can't choose who your God is going to be. Just like you can't choose your sex, the color of your skin. You can't choose your own rules and then still abide, have Jesus abide in on the inside of you, his spirit on the inside of you, and have everlasting life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In John 14, he told his disciples, his followers, that he was leaving. He said, in my father's house, there's many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would not have told you, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and make a place ready for you, I'm going to come back and take you there myself. I'm going to come back and get you. And to the place where I'm going, you know the way. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I read that to make the point. Well, verse 7, if you had known me and learned to recognize me, you would also have known my Father. From now on, you will know him and see him. So you can know him and see him right here. And the point I wanted to make is Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. No one can come to the Father except through him. So if you live your life here worshiping something else, so often when I go out in the street and I tell people about Jesus, they say, I have my own religion. I have my own way of thinking. And that is, that's fine. You can do that. But then you have to know that you're not going to move in with God when you leave here. There's eternal life in heaven with him, or there's eternal damnation. So in making that choice of choosing a different religion, um, or choosing a religion, God, God said to tell you today, he is not religious. He is not religious. He, he is not um, a, a thing that you pick to be your God. He's not a, a belief that you can compare to other things, as I already said. And so when you choose another way, then that, that is an, an eternal choice. It's your temporary choice right here and right now, the way you choose that you want to live. And many times I've noticed um, when I talk to people, they choose that other way because they don't like the truth. Because we don't want to be told what to do. But the thing is that we don't understand is when you let God tell you what to do, it's for your good. Just like your children. If they don't, if you don't tell them what to do, they're going to get in trouble. Uh, they're going to think things that are not true. Um, they're going to think things that are a lie, which are going to lead them down a road that isn't good. And that is happening um, in the world today. There's so many people I run into who have never heard of the story of Noah. They don't know the earth is going to burn. 
they don't even know who Jesus is. And the word says that God isn't going to come until we've all heard, until everyone has heard the truth. And so if you are already a follower, your part is to go and tell those who don't know. Because Jesus is standing at the door. Um, you, you, you can know if you're a Christian, you know that. And a Christian, if you don't know what a Christian is, is someone who follows Jesus. Someone who follows Jesus. And um, there's no comparison, going, going back to just reiterate, there's no comparison with following Jesus and anything else. Either you follow Jesus and you return to the one who created you in your likeness, or you are doomed, actually, you really are. And so, um, as I was said, you, you know, you want to teach your children the things that are good and the truth. And I like to say to people, I'm thinking of this right now, when, I, when I'm out on the street, and they have little kids with them, and they say, no, thank you, we have our own belief. Um, I, I want to say, what about your children? You know, teach them the truth, because if you're not teaching them the truth, they're going to grow up just like you, and they're going to miss eternal life with Jesus. They're going to miss that. And, and so um, the other thing I was saying is people just don't know. We don't, we don't teach them. We're, we're so quiet, um, those of us who are following Jesus. You know, we don't want to get into anybody else's business, but by not doing that, they don't know. They have no idea that um, there, there's a real God that you can have a real relationship with. You know, they're, they're committing their life and worshiping something that isn't real. And if that's you today, if you have your your own religion and your you know your own thinking because you want to live your life your way because you don't want to know what the Bible says because the Bible convicts you of truth, which is really what happens when you start hearing the truth. Even when people run into me on the street and they feel that conviction, they're like, "No, thank you. I don't want to talk," um, and, and they don't. They shut me out, and right away they said, "No, thank you." And they're really saying, no, thank you to Jesus. You gave your life. He gave his life for you. And if you're telling him, no, I have a different religion. I don't want to hear about that. You're telling him, no, thank you. You gave, you gave your life for me. You, you gave up your life for me so I can have eternal life, but I don't want it. That's what you're saying to him. And then on that day when you stand before him and you say, but Lord, I did this and I did that and I did that, um, you know, I, I didn't follow you, but I did all these things that I thought made a difference. He's going to say, I didn't know you. And so right there is your proof, and that's Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Right there is your proof that you have to know him. He's a real being. You can't know these other things that you believe. You can't have a relationship with them. They're not a person. Jesus is a person whom you can have a tangible relationship with. I read something this morning which um, made me realize that this is the real problem. This is not exactly what I Googled, but I thought this was very, very interesting because this is exactly the way it is. And the question is, how do you explain religion to a child? Teach them morals and ethics. Tell them about religion from a dispassionate viewpoint and then let them take it from there. 
let them know that they are free to choose what they want to believe and encourage them to change their mind as often as they like. And that is absolutely positively crazy. But uh, I'm afraid many people do that, and I can tell by talking to them. You teach them morals and ethics, and then you tell them about religion, whatever you think that is, I suppose. From a dispassionate viewpoint, God is a very passionate God. He loved you so much. He wanted you to know the truth that he let his son done. He gave his son so that you could have eternal life, so that you could have a a painless, um, healthy life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. If you believe in something else, you're not going to have eternal life. Isaiah 53, he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. By his stripes you are healed, yet you don't get it, and you don't get it because you won't submit, you won't bow down. You won't look at the truth. Look at him. Look him square in the eye and let him tell you the truth. Have a relationship with that real God. You know, it's crazy. Somebody said something to me a couple of years ago. You know, you really scare people off when you tell them that you've had this conversation with God. They think you're really crazy. But you know what? That's the truth. We can have a conversation with God. And the word says, the Bible says, who has a mind of Christ? We do. We have the mind of Christ. We can know what he's thinking. That's how uh, I was in heaven with him. And that's how we communicate it, through our thinking. And that's how he's going to communicate with you through your thinking. And he's going to look like the Word because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and he is the Word. And the Word is going to come alive on the inside of you. Jesus is going to come alive on the inside. You can feel him. You can know what he's thinking. You can know when he's sad. You can know when he's happy. He's not like anything else that you can believe or create. And there is no one that can give you the love and compassion that he can. And so that really blew my mind. Um, From a dispassionate viewpoint, you should be teaching your kids that you can have a a relationship with a real God, and anything else is a lie. And the enemy, he is the author of lies, and he is going to come. He works in your thinking to come and tell you, oh, God isn't real. This is real. You can choose what you want to do. You can choose what sex you want to be. You know, you can do all these sins because he all these sins because he knows that that's going to separate you from God. He hates God. He's God's enemy, and the only way to get back at God is children. Whether you've chosen God or not, he loves you. You're his child. And he's unwilling to give you up. In fact, in Peter it says that he's long-suffering. He's waiting for us to get it together. I want to read that to you. He's waiting for us to acknowledge him. He doesn't want to come because it isn't his will that any should perish. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy and slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he's long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but all should turn to repentance. He's coming back. If you haven't heard the story of Noah, 
God started over because of the evil in the earth. And the earth was flooded. Noah was one righteous man. He believed God. And so him and his family were on an ark that God told them to build. And the earth was flooded. That was the first time it rained from the sky. The earth was flooded. And um, God started over. And now um, the Bible tells us that God is going to start over again. And the earth is going to melt. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And the heavens will vanish and pass away in a thunderous crash. And the material elements of the universe will dissolve with fire, and the earth and the works upon it will, will be burned up. Jesus didn't come back. And those who have chosen him, those who believe in him, those who chose him other than anything else, he's going to take us out of the earth before it burns, before it melts. And so, you know, the people that weren't on the ark, they drown. And so in the same sense, if you don't get on the boat, if you don't get ready for Jesus, then you're going to be in a disaster of the earth um, being burned. It's going to melt. Everything on it is going to melt. And so he wants you to know that now is the time to make that right choice. Verse 11 says, since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you be in the meanwhile in consecrated and holy behavior and devote and godly qualities? And um, I just want to say that if you're that person that turns away from the gospel because it just it doesn't suit your fancy, um, you know, you don't want to hear about Jesus or or what you should do because you made your choice and you think you have a choice to make, which you do. You, you can choose anything you want. But I just want to encourage you to just turn around, open, be open-minded, and think about what he all did for you and how that he must really love you. And then um, if you let him show you the way, if you follow his way of doing and not look at it as rules, but as he loves you, just like you love your children, and he wants to make good for you. Because that's all he's going to do. He's only going to show you good stuff. He's not going to take away from you. He's only going to give good to you. A lot of people think that, and because of Satan, and I wanted to finish telling you that the Bible says that he's a thought and that we need to take captive every thought and make it, make, make your thoughts like Jesus's thoughts so that you can hear him decide to believe and follow him. Because if you don't, the enemy is going to come. And he's going to put wrong thoughts in your thinking, like, God doesn't love you. He's only trying to take from you. Um, God took your baby away. God did this. And, and people turn against God just because of a lie they believe. And so I just want to say, turn it around. Give him a chance. Have you ever given him a chance? And some people say, yeah. And then um, my daughter died or my mom died. And so I don't like him. He took that person away from me. And, you know, the reason that you're saying that is because you don't understand. That's the reason that you're saying that. You don't understand that death is a part of life, for one thing. Sooner or later, and because of our, our own doings, do we go early. You know, people get sick and, and they die and they blame it on God. And it's really that person that didn't take care of their body. 
And the thing is, what Jesus wants you to know is whether he comes first or you leave your body first, you're going to go to heaven or hell. And so if that person you lost went to heaven, that's a good thing. And you can rejoice that there is a place to go when you leave here besides hell. And um, if not, um, if you don't know that, that that's why you're bitter and you're angry at God because you you think he took that person and you don't know where that person went. And so your lack of understanding is what makes you bitter. And um, people don't understand that there is life after this life and you get to have that eternal life with Jesus, even if you leave your body first, if you choose him. And so if somebody you love chose Jesus and um, they left, they're not gone forever. You're going to see them again if you believe in Jesus, if you follow Jesus. But then on the other hand, there's the other choice. And that's why God wants us to know things to come. He wants us to know what's happening. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. He understands why you're mad at him. And it's because you don't understand. He's very mature. He gets it. He knows everything you think everything you thought, everything you're going to think, the choices you're going to make, your favorite color. He knows every single thing about you. So who better to turn to? So don't get angry at God and run away, but go to him. Take the time to find out why that person left you and how you can make sure that you see that person again. Last two days, I, I was thinking about, because of the things I'm saying, there's a story in the Bible, this rich man dressed in purple. And um, anyway, the man that depended upon him that was at his doorstep that had nothing, his name was Lazarus. And when they, they both died, and Lazarus was um, across the abyss from the rich man, and the rich man was in hell, and he could see Lazarus. And um, he told, he, he asked if Lazarus could come and just give him a drip of water because hell was so bad on his tongue. And um, the other thing that he asked is if he could go tell his brothers how bad it is in hell and to make the right choice. You don't want to wait till it's too late. Be open now. Let God show you who he is. He loves you. But he does allow you to make a choice, but he wants you to make the right choice, the eternal choice. So that's a word that I have for you today. God is a real person. He's compassionate. He's not a statue. He's not a religion you can choose to worship or some man-made rules, but he loves you. And he wants to take you in his arms. And um, yeah, he, he just, he loves you so much. And when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, really, you're saying that you're going to marry him. You're making a commitment to him. You know, that's the other thing people do. They make this, they do this prayer in the dark, not knowing what they're doing. And they're thinking because they said the prayer, they're going to heaven. But saying that prayer is making a commitment to God, that you're going to serve him, that you're going to, you're going to love him. You're going to be committed to him. You're going to take the time to get to know him. And then on that day, he won't say to you, I didn't know you, away from me. Because if you know him, you're going to practice his way. If you know him, you're going to know how much he loves you. 
if you know him, your whole life will change. But you got to take the time to get to know him, and you do that by starting to know the Word of God. Look at the Word of God. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to BibleGateway.com and start looking at it there. There's all different kinds of translations, and you can read them, find the one you like, and read them and know God. I would suggest the King James Version, at least to start, or the NIV. And then you can even compare. But you, you need to get to know God. John 1, 1 tells us He is His Word. And when you do what he tells us to tells us to do, when we do what he tells us to do, John 14, 21, he's going to manifest himself to you. You're going to start hearing his thoughts. You're going to know what he's saying to you. And when you oblige him, you're going to get to know him. That's how you get to know him. When you have a conversation with someone, that's how you get to know them. So he's going to start talking to you and loving you and telling you the truth and and if you let him tell you the truth, that truth will set you free. He wants, there's so much he wants to do for you, even right here and right now. And if you will allow him to, he will. In Revelation 3:19, he said he dearly and tenderly loves those he corrects. And he's going to start correcting you and showing you, just like you do your children, what's right and what's wrong. And then he's, that's going to prepare you to live with him. Revelation 3.20, he said he's already knocking at the door of your heart. Someone comes up to you and starts telling you about Jesus. He's knocking at your door. He's trying to save you. He's your salvation. Nothing else, no one else. And so he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in by heeding his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20, I want to read that to you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will eat with him and he will eat with me. He's saying that he's going to come and live on the inside of you. Verse 19, those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten. I discipline and instruct them. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and attitude. Change your mind. Change your attitude. Don't be self-willed. Don't have an attitude problem. But go ahead and submit to him. And I want to tell you his discipline is his instruction. This is a time of grace. You're forgiven for everything you did when you come to him and say, please forgive me. I didn't know. He's going to forgive you instantly, but you got to choose him before he returns. You got to choose him before the flood, but in this case, before the fire. So I would like to say that prayer with you if you've never said it before. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We're willing to admit to to commit to you, to heed your voice. We're willing, Lord. Teach us your way. Help us to know you. We love you, we praise you, and give you all the glory. So, he is so in love with you. And if you said that prayer, he is, has come to live on the inside of you. And so, now your part is to heed what you hear him saying to you. And as you do that, you're getting ready for his return. Either you're going to leave your body here before he gets here, or he's going to get here 
and you want to be ready. And the steps to that is just to take everything he told you to do and do it. Even if you don't get it, you'll get it later. It will set you free, make you happy, give you peace, happiness, joy, contentment. He is so, so good. He loves you so, so much. Give him a chance. And know, he wants you to know today, he is a real person. And you will know that when you give him a chance. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.